Hi, welcome to this episode of The Honest Teacher. I am your host, Lunchbox, and today I'm going to discuss a few topics. Um, so, what the point of this podcast is, The Honest Teacher is here to talk to you from a position of a teacher that is honest. Um, I am hoping to talk to you in a manner that your friends would talk to you. There are other podcasts out there that are similar to this, but I wanted to add my own flair to it. I will hopefully be adding in uh, some guests hosts soon, and maybe that'll be on the regular. But for today, let's talk about a couple of things. Let's talk about some teacher self-care, and we will discuss setting consequences for your students. So we'll talk about those two things, two very different things, but what the hell. Um, I'm currently in my car driving to another location. In my position, I get to go from building to building. I have been a special ed teacher for the last 10 years. Uh, this is the first year that I am helping special ed teachers, so a little different. So I do have a pretty good amount of experience, and hopefully I can share that with you. So uh, teacher self-care. Uh, one thing that I have learned from my 10 years teaching is that we as teachers are taught to give ourselves to our students at a rate that is, I, I would think, unattainable. Um, we are thought that we should always put our students first, and I've got teachers that I work with that stay after work until 5, 6 o'clock, and I just don't like that because what we're doing is we're in a high-stress situation teaching. Uh, if you're a special ed teacher like myself, you're even in a higher stress situation because you have students that are probably going to need one-on-one help throughout the most of the day, if not the entire day. You're dealing with paraprofessionals in your classroom. You're dealing with related services personnel. You're dealing with your administration. It's a very high stress situation. And then we probably go home. We're tired. We eat a high calorie, high fat diet, watch TV for a couple hours and go to bed. Um, that cycle repeats and stress accumulates uh, and your your body starts to feel tired and it just repeats over and over again until sometimes teachers burn out. I see it every year in my uh, school where we get teachers that just burn out. So let's talk about how to avoid that. Uh, there's small things you can do. You don't have to go out and join a gym for $50 a month do it really hard for a month, get tired or hurt, and then never go back. Uh, The easiest thing you can do is go to bed early, exercise for 20 minutes a day, if that's all you do, and get outside. So we'll talk about those couple things. Um, Teachers need just as much sleep as the other, as anyone else. So if you are staying up until 10, 30, 11 o'clock and getting up at six and getting to work, you're not getting a lot of sleep. Uh, I recommend trying to get a minimum of like eight hours sleep. Um, that's something that I still falter with. I falter with that because I get up to work out at five in the morning. Uh, I try to get up by 4.30, usually it's around five. And I go to bed by 9.30, 10, sometimes 10.30. So I'm averaging five to six and a half hours sleep at night sometimes. Um, try to get sleep. Sleep helps you recharge. Uh, the, another thing you can do is to exercise. Now, you don't have to do a high-intensity workout where you are 
doing a bunch of push-ups and pull-ups and burpees and lifting weights. A workout can be just walking around your, your house, walking around your neighborhood. Just be active for the purpose of being active. So that's not walking from the office and back while you're at work because you are in a high-stress situation. Wake up when you can. Get out if you can. And just walk uh, walk around. Just take in the environment. Just think about your day. Uh, get your heartbeat up for a little bit. That'll help you throughout the rest of your, probably your entire day. Um, while you're at school, try to get out of your classroom. If you get a dedicated plan time, make sure you are using that. Make sure you are using your plan time to actually plan. And once you're done, go walk around. Uh, do a few minutes of plan time and then uh, just leave the classroom. That goes on to my other point about going outside. Natural sunlight can really invigorate you because it is making your eyes take in that blue light and it's actually stopping your body from producing melatonin, which helps you fall asleep and it keeps you down. If you're getting outside and getting, getting that natural sunlight, it'll help you feel invigorated because it actually will be invigorating you um so it's exercise and going outside uh eating healthy i know it's hard uh, especially if you get a 30 minute lunch and you forget your lunch it's easy just to go right over to mcdonald's or another fast food place and get something that's high calorie high fat to get you through the day but what that's going to do is going to cause you to bonk later in the afternoon and then you're going to have to eat more high calorie, more high fat foods. Um, you know, I'm not saying eat a salad. I'm not really big on salads, but uh, bring some nuts and berries if you can. Bring some trail mix. Uh, have a light lunch. Don't have a super heavy lunch. Don't make your body process and digest a big meal because you will tire out. Eat a light, maybe 300 calorie lunch and then snack on healthy foods throughout the day. That'll keep your blood sugars up, but not make it so high that you then crash. So think about those things. Uh, take time to just be yourself. Uh, if your students are working on something, um, dedicate five minutes to just sitting and breathing. Uh, you don't have to meditate or go in a corner and do yoga. If you're just sitting at your desk and just breathing calmly, you can help regulate yourself and reduce some stress there. Uh, another thing I definitely recommend is don't take work home. Uh, if we're not, some states and some schools are saying no homework for the kids. If we're not giving the kids homework, I don't want you going home and giving yourself homework. Leave work, leave work there. It'll be hard at first if you're used to taking work home and working until eight o'clock at night. But after a while, you will regulate and you'll be okay and you'll be able to fit it all in. Um, I don't like taking work home because I need to see my wife and my kids. I don't need to see a computer screen and worry about shit at work. I don't. Um, so stop taking work home, eat healthier, get sleep, get outside, get exercise. If you do those five couple small, easy things, you will see yourself, um, feeling healthier and actually being healthier. Uh, now let's talk real quick about, uh, student consequences and student misbehavior. Um, I'm coming from a world of special education, so um, discipline looks a little different than maybe the rest of the world. 
Um, I'm never able to just send a child to the class to the principal. So I had to learn to adjust in my classroom. What I fully believe is that your behavior management can really dictate the kind of year you have. I would fully recommend if you are not weak on classroom management, but you're unsure on your own classroom management skills and what to do, to research and look into whole brain teaching. Uh, look through that, buy the book. If you can, download the book. It's on PDF. I had it on PDF before I went and bought it on Amazon. So you can find it pretty easy. But look into that and see how if you have a solid classroom management, which you're keeping the kids busy and there's consequences for their behavior, you'll see a lot of behavior kind of decrease. But if there is misbehavior in your classroom and you do have to do a consequence, I have learned and my administration has wanted us to always make sure it's commiserate. So if a child breaks a pencil, they use a crayon. If a child screams, he has to sit and think about how to be quiet. If a child runs around the classroom, he needs to do research on how running in a classroom could hurt you. If you have those five rules of the whole brain teaching, there's practice cards and they come back during recess or at the end of the day and they do practice cards where they practice the rules. Uh, that can really reinforce the rules and you can send home a form that the parent needs to fill out with the child on how to uh, practice the rules and that will hopefully eliminate some misbehavior in your classroom but like I would not know what to do just send a child to a principal I wish I would some of you guys I'm really jealous of you that if a child is acted up you can just send them to the principal and he comes back but I've also heard that when they go down to the principal they usually come back 10 minutes later with a lollipop and everything is fine and nothing really happened I am fully under the belief that you are in charge of your classroom. Don't give any of your power to someone else. You can manage your classroom. You can even manage really bad misbehaviors in your classroom. Can you manage fighting? No. Can you manage if they're stealing something or breaking any of the quote unquote 10 commandments? No. Then you need administration help. But unless there's a fire, unless there's a fist fight, unless there's something stolen, you can manage those in your classroom. Just think about those consequences that keep the kids in line. They are equal to whatever rule they broke, which if you're following the five rules of the uh, whole brain teaching, there's only five. And almost every misbehavior is wrapped around those five rules. So um, make sure all your consequences are equal to the misbehavior. Um, if a child breaks a pencil and throws it away, don't take away recess for a week. That's not equal. If a child tells you to fuck yourself, don't send them to recess because that's not equal. But don't take away from recess for a month. That's not equal. Uh, you don't know why the child was upset. If he told you to go fuck yourself, chances are he's probably upset about something. Um, he needs to stay back from recess that day. You need to talk about the language he uses. And until he's able to talk to you about it, I say keep him back from recess. Now, this won't work for you. You may not get to go to your duty-free lunch, but you're teaching a child that he can mess up a little bit, but there will be consequences and you care, and he won't want to miss out on lunch uh, with his friends in recess for long. So you just give him a talk. You have to put a little work in yourself, but in the long run, you will earn the trust and the connection with your students, and that's in the long run what you really want. You really want that connection with your students. So um, everything is equal. Don't overreact, but don't underact. 
Um, I will always leave my podcast with uh, the affirmation, go kick some ass. So go out there, kick some ass, be a great teacher. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you.